You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to another episode of the Rapid Rambles Podcast presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. Uh, my AKA for today is Robinette Powers. And I will... <laughs> <laughs> I will pass it to my friend. <laughs> I don't even listen. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's Candace. You know where to find me on all social media. If you don't, just head to the show notes. Um, but my AKA today is you can't keep a bed or a bitch. Okay. If you can't keep a bed or a bitch, you need to focus on yourself, on your mental health, on your wealth. Get your act together. Okay. Get yourself together. Get it together. <laughs> can't keep a bed or a bitch. Learn how to get in it for, for my ladies. Everything ain't your forever. Learn how to get some dick and dip. Okay. Um, before we... <laughs> Before we, you know, get into the calamity, the chaos, the and the ratchet mess, um, we want to send our heartfelt condolences to Regina King and her family um, after the the loss of her her son. Um, you know, as a parent, it is absolutely your plan to leave here before your kids do. And leave here once you get to see your kids grow up and get grown, get gone, get on their own and live a fruitful life and maybe have some kids of their own if that's what they choose to do. Um, so we, we just want to send our condolences and our warmest wishes and prayers to, the, to Regina King and her family. Um, you know, that is very unfortunate. And also what's unfortunate is having a podcast and letting Brittany Renner own you on your podcast. <laughs> that's what's unfortunate it's very unfortunate is letting britney renner own you on your podcast nah, um, i like I, li- I like to call it uh sick and sick and trash but it's called fit and fresh fresh and fit i don't know however um but they have been making some comments about be careful of women like britney renner and so and so and such and such well she was providing an opportunity to go on the podcast and she said she wasn't going to do it, but she wanted to take the opportunity to really confront the two. The, well, one is a nigga and one is a sand nigga. <laughs> okay. One, one is a black man and one is um, some form of Middle Eastern. The nigga used to be on the rowing team and play rugby and shit. But they have basically been saying like, you know, talking about she's nothing special and it's that and the third. And I'm not the biggest Brittany Renner fan. She has a baby with PJ Washington, who I believe plays for the Wizards, maybe. Yeah, because I was about to, because the reason I was going to say ask a question, because I've been seeing this um, on the timeline. And I was about to say, if I'm not mistaken, I was going to say, isn't she the one that has the baby by PJ? Like, did she groom slash prey on him, if I'm not mistaken? No. So I Googled this because I know that especially cishet straight black men on Twitter will take any opportunity to spread misinformation. I Googled and based on what I found on Google, according to a timeline presented both by 
PJ Washington and his tweets and his Instagram and interviews and such and such and her stuff, she started dating him when he was like 22, 21 or 22. What has been said on Twitter is she was going to his high school games. That's not true. Um, she went to a homecoming where she was hosting an event where he was in school at, and I'm pretty sure that's how they crossed paths. But according to them both, he started dating her when he was 21 going on 22. She is five and a half, six years older than him. So no, I don't know if we can consider that grooming, but he certainly was well in, he was in college uh, when they maybe started messing around. He was on the tail end of college. I don't know if he came out of college or when he came out of college or if he graduated or whatever. Um, but I don't know if that's grooming. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know, but he was very much so a consenting adult or whatever, according to him, they dated for a year and a half before she got pregnant or whatever the case may be. And she left him because he cheated on her. Mm-hmm. That's she, according to her, she left him because he cheated on her. So all of the calamity we've seen, like from him acting like he can't see the baby and it's that in the third and blah, blah, blah. It's a nigga who was doing the wrong thing and got caught with his hand in a cookie jar. I see. Nobody got to stay with you through your cheating. Nobody owes you a second chance when you fuck up the first one. People have their boundaries. People have their boundaries and they're allowed to determine what they will and won't put up with. Now, with that being said, I do think she's an airhead. I do think in her heyday when she was at the top of the social media food chain, she used her platform pretty irresponsibly, you know, in in terms of uh, siding with men on shit that was on the wrong side of women's rights and things like that. So I don't have no cape for her, but I will say is that she got on that podcast and asked them niggas, who are they to say somebody is not special or they're nothing special. And that's one of the thing that niggas do on these podcasts is of all the issues that black men face in society, they choose to use their platforms and do their podcasts and demean and degrade and belittle black women. That is weird as fuck to me. Y'all say that y'all don't have a space to emote and relate and release and be heard. And when y'all get the space to do it, y'all use it to tear down women. Like losers. Yeah, I I want to abolish abolish the nigga to podcast pipeline. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I say that as a nigga, but abolish these niggas' podcasts, because like, if you like, can't th- responsibly use your platform, you don't need a podcast. Is my thing, and I'm one of those people. I don't have to like your podcast. I really don't. I do. I am somebody who believes that podcasting is a billion dollar industry that white people dominate. And there's plenty of space that black faces and black voices should be taking up in podcasting and getting a bag. But if you are you irresponsibly using your platform as a podcaster and using it to create division and dissension between you and black women by tearing black women down, you don't need a fucking podcast. You need a fucking therapist to work through that trauma. 
I mean, it's just misogyny, but misogyny, but make it podcasts. Yep. With with a lot of these with a lot of these niggas, and uh, because and it's there's a space like it's so many niches and like topics and things that you can discuss on you know your podcast, you know, and I <clears throat> like when we did when me and Bianca did Crown of Colors before she transitioned, we never had a he man's woman hater podcast club we talked we had a comedy podcast we talked about silly shit we talked about politics we talked about you know hot topics pop culture but it was never on some you know just fuck fuck you bitches like it was never that so you can have a successful podcast where you talk about a myriad of things or niche things you know like true crime you know the the um the cannabis industry huh Segway Jones, look for that Hello. on the Patreon <laughs> coming soon. It. It's coming um, soon. So there's a lot of things you can talk about on your podcast and your platform, but if you choose to just spew out problematic shit, you know, misogynistic shit, racist shit, homophobic shit, et cetera, et cetera, you don't need the platform. You need to shut the fuck up and you I almost said something extremely fucked up. Um I'm gonna be nice and do do what my friend said and uh you need to go to therapy. <laughs> Because I was going to say something incredibly fucked up. <laughs> That's for the paywall. Yeah, I just, I, I just, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not a huge Britney Renner fan. Um, the situation with her and PJ is what it is. I think she should hold some accountability, accountability because you went searching for some, you went searching for money, not recognizing that that man was way is quite a bit younger than you both in maturity and, and other things. And it didn't work out because as a, as some being six years older than him, if you met him when he was 21 and getting ready to enter the NBA, I'm not sure what, what you may have expected. Yeah. I don't know what you thought would that, come from that. That, mon- that money didn't come ain't, ain't come in right away. Yeah. But his access to women probably has always been there. So yeah. while you were plotting and planning for a payday and a come up, I don't think you expected that you could get your heart broken in the process too. Because I certainly, being six years older, I don't want to date somebody six years younger than me. I'll be honest. I just don't, especially if I'm, if, if I'm 27 and they're 21, I close to 30. I don't want to date somebody that's 21 and just able to drink legally. I know what's, I know what to expect from that. And it's not monogamy. It's it's cheatery. (laughs) Infidelity. (laughs) (laughs) calamity <laughs> but <laughs> she had a valid point and a lot of a lot of niggas do that first of all a lot of niggas on those type of podcasts they don't do anything but recycle reuse regurgitate um twitter topics i feel like Ugh. if you have a podcast about if you're going to be discussing twitter topics at least make it good at least make it provocative at least make it something that will have motherfuckers like okay okay but i don't if i if all you're doing is talking about twitter topics and high value men and shit they're talking about on tiktok and twitter i don't gotta listen to that i could just go right to the source yeah i could just read that and hell i don't even want to read it so i damn sure don't want to listen to it 
So that's kind of, you know, how I feel about that. But to, to be going around talking about who, who, what woman is and is not anything special, you got a lot of fucking nerve. Go outside and chop some wood. Do something. Cut some grass. I almost said something extremely. Oh my God. Okay, let's, let's just move on. Shows. <laughs> let's just fucking, I'm going to say it. Go die in the war or something. <laughs> Robinette's still out here funding uh, defense and shit like that. It's still out here keeping up chaos. Go enlist and die in the war. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, oh, Robinette. Oh, Robinette. Yeah. <laughs> but look, we're going to, speaking of, uh, okay. I was saying, don't, don't even to... try. There was no segue for that, friend. <laughs> you tried. <laughs> you tried to find the nobody needs to. Nobody needs to down love a hip hop family reunion. But I will. <laughs> I will say, I want to just get directly to the meat and potatoes because what stands out to me um, is just the constant Erica and Safari stuff. And I don't like Erica Menon. We all know that. We know that. I think the bitch is a loser. I think she needs to go to therapy or jail. Either or. I'll accept either or. Um, But I feel like she had a valid point. First things first. If I see if if the blogs start posting you out to dinner with a woman and I ask you about it and they're still legally married, okay? They're still very much they're le- they are legally married at the time. Mm-hmm. And I ask you who she is and you say, "Oh, it's a fan I was taking a picture with. They sent me a shot and I I paid for their dinner." And then I find out on this trip after you didn't we didn't had these come to Jesus moments and we talking about working things out. But then the blogs post that right before you came here, you sent this same woman dozens and dozens and dozens of roses the way you did me when you were trying to romance and woo me. We're going to have a problem. It's going to be a fucking problem because you could have been honest. And I, when I say you could have been honest, I mean this in a couple ways. First things first. If you don't want to work your marriage out, be be a man standing at Erica. I, I love you. I have love for you. We have two beautiful kids together, but we are toxic together. And it's just entirely too much arguing, fussing, fighting, property being destroyed, police getting called. That is too much. That's too much for our kids to have to be bear witness to. So while I do love you, I do think it's best for us to push forward with the divorce. Or you can be honest and say, I do love you. I do want to work things out, but I need to be honest with you that I had started talking to somebody because while they are legally married, they are separated, living in separate homes and everything else. So if you do in fact want to work things out with your wife, why not tell her about this woman? Why let her be embarrassed all over social media and find out through the trashy ass uh, shade room? decisions was made and you made piss poor ones and i do think her anger is justified i really do i don't like her but i do think her anger is justified because you are playing games you you playing with this girl's feelings at this point be with her don't be with her fine but be honest with her be a man big bad jamaican strip safari can't even be honest with a fucking woman 
that's loser behavior. And you would be really, really pissed off if somebody was treating your daughter like that. Dumbass nigga. I want to remember how when they first got together that many people, myself included, um, said that this was a fake relationship just for the cameras and it was Mona Me produced by Mona Me. Um, I want to change that opinion that I have because now granted, I do think them getting together was a push from Mona, but I have come to the opinion that I don't think that this was a fake relationship because I believe that these motherfuckers, um, both at different times are, are both real life, stupid, um, real life, toxic, and they real life don't need to fucking be together. Um, because they are probably one of the most dysfunctional goddamn people in a relationship I have seen in quite some damn time. Absolutely. Because you can't fake this type of dysfunction. You really can't. No. No, you can't. But I definitely agree with your analysis. Uh, they don't need to be together. Uh, Safari needs to be honest that they, he they they need to be a part they are way too goddamn toxic um they both stupid um and the fact that he is too coward enough to he is co- too cowardly to not say that and just continue letting the toxicity fester um he needs his ass whooped um and both he and erica need therapy individually because they need to be the fuck away from each other as much as possible Absolutely. And also, um, I want to, I wish Safari would have beat Cisco up. I love how, I love how damn near every show we do, we come to some kind of conclusion that Cisco need to be beat the fuck up. I love that. Because it's always true. It always has been true, if we're being honest. It's all, Cisco has always been needed to beat the fuck up, and that is Cisco's problem right there. How are you a nigga that consistently needs to be beat the fuck up? How are you a nigga? Why did you come on this trip? Nobody money. wants you here. <laughs> you definitely needed the money. I guess that music career, I guess when you spend all your time trying to barter uh, beats for pussy, it don't work mm. out in your favor. Mm. I don't I don't give a fuck about sin, mm. but sin don't owe you shit. She don't owe you a conversation. She don't owe you forgiveness. She don't owe you friendship. She don't owe you romance. She don't owe you explanations about her, why she's flirting with booby or any fucking thing else. Nobody on this show owes you anything because you are the motherfucker that has continuously violated people you consider friends and castmates. Mm-hmm. As we found out, when you allowed Amina to stay with you, you were trying to fuck Amina. We didn't know that before. Peter should have said that shit from the jump. And while it would have hurt me in my kidneys to have to side with Peter Guns, I would have been like, yeah, that was some bitch ass shit Cisco did. That was some bitch ass shit you did to be up trying to fuck on your homeboy baby mama. That's mm-hmm. weirdo fucking behavior. Correct. Once somebody gets with my friends, even even flirted with them, they are no longer attractive to me. So you are a fucking weirdo and you should have stayed home, but you broke and you needed to check. So that that is what it is. And also 
Stevie J, why do Mimi got to invite you to some shit? That girl don't fuck with you for real. We got to be able to co-parent for Eva. You ain't been more thought about no motherfucking co-parenting and the man in the fucking moon when you had motherfucking Jocelyn walking in that girl house talking about hey maid. I All could that not co-parenting believe he shit. tried to say that shit with a straight face. Steve All and Jay talking about co-parenting. Yeah, you have been disrespecting this woman for the fucking longest, disrespecting her, disrespecting her relationships and all kind of shit. I still want to beat you the fuck up. Hello, and they ain't even together. Right. But now all of a sudden, because you lonely and you getting divorced because you got cheated on, now it's so, oh, I just want to be able to co-parent peacefully with Mimi. Eva is like 12 now, nigga. Shut up. I was about to say, nigga, like... Nigga, nobody cares. Shut up. Mimi don't owe you shit. You made it to the Love and Hip Hop family reunion, and that's all that should fucking matter. Correct. Um, nobody wants advice from Kimbella or Jewels. Y'all couldn't even get his, his denture size properly. <laughs> what y'all gonna tell us about love? <laughs> motherfucking teeth chattering in the fucking wind we don't need y'all advice can bella can bella don't even got the right ass for her body put a pin in that because i was gonna bring that up but ayo uh (laughs) you know whenever i look at uh joelle trying to talk with them you know uh fuck you know that old like was it on cartoon network i think it was like the looney tunes commercial oh not the commercial like looney tunes and that one bird that was like i like the juno I like the Juno and the Luna and the Springer. I like the singer. Yeah. Uh, that's what I, that's what you will trying to talk them damn for this remind me. <laughs> motherfucker talking in motherfucker talking them in minstrel. <laughs> y'all like, know damn well y'all wrong for not getting that nigga the proper teeth. <laughs> exactly. So y'all couldn't even so what you want us to do with that? What you want us to do is some, some relationship advice from motherfuckers who don't know how to get shit properly sized for their bodies. Got you will set set on the side of life motherfucking uh suffering sucker tash and shit. Like what is Bush wrong? Bush mouth ass. What is wrong with y'all? But back to Kimbo. I <sighs> mm. I and stay mm. out them folks' business. Why like why? Like you got this work done, but you still don't look good, beloved. Nothing is proportional sized right at all. It's like putting a turkey in some fashion over it just don't look right. The ass don't match the thighs. The thighs don't match the titties. The titties don't match the bra. Lord knows the bra- the titties don't match the bra. I just can Bella. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Mm. Um, it looks like it's gonna be more fighting this week coming up, so I'm looking forward to that. You Correct. Know? Speaking yes, of fight, that's a good thing. Selling Tampa. So where we go? Selling Tampa has been really good. It's only, this is, we're covering uh, episode five. There's three episodes left in this first season. Um, But I just want to say that Tennille was being fucking weird. 
Like you were being really fucking weird to Colony for no reason. Typically, what Colony says she does with her clients, to to be honest, it's pretty part of the course when you're selling luxury real estate. Oh, you got a client coming in to look at a listing. Do you do they need a ride to the airport so they don't have to Uber? I can pick you up. Yeah. Do you want to have dinner while we discuss properties or potential closing or offers? We can do that. It's playing the game. So I thought it was really tasteless. I thought, as usual, Sherelle lets me know that she's not good at running a business. She may be great at selling real estate. She's not good at running a real estate brokerage that consists of all women. Because when Tennille um, insinuated that Colony was a prostitute, I thought Sherelle should have stepped in and be like, hey, let me talk to you. Yes. Because that's Step what outside it, with me. This is what we don't do. That's what a normal boss would, with business acumen would do. Yeah. But Sh- like, but I would have pulled her to the that. side and say, hey, we don't do that. We don't do mm-hmm. that at all. It's very unprofessional. It's very ugly as, as another, you know, as black women, why would you even insinuate something like that? Correct. That's a, we, that's some shit you say on, that, that's some shit you say on love and hip hop. You shouldn't be saying that on, as, as, as a member of a brokerage and you should not be allowing your pro, your employees to say that about each other. Again, Absolutely. if this was if this was any other normal ass situation as a, in a as a work, a place of employment, HR on the phone, speed dial, like these these we we five episodes in and these motherfuckers have broke all type of goddamn HR violations. Exactly. Um. Also, it was about time. Was it Alexis that she called the bitch or Carla? It was Alexis. It was really, it was time for Alexis to stand up for herself with Tennille because even prior to Alexis poorly showing that home, Tennille had been really nasty to Alexis. Mm-hmm. Not only to Alexis' face, but when discussing Alexis with the other girls, she'd been really nasty. So if Alexis called you a bitch, it's what you deserve because you've been very bitchy to her. Mm-hmm. If you if you being a bitch to me, I'm gonna call you a bitch and ain't nothing you can do about it. And all that puffing up your chest and talking about you going to fight, you ain't going to do nothing because you sat there. It was a fruit fright and you ain't even step on a grape. Yeah. Like, my thing is, like, how are you so upset that she was she was so comfortable calling you a bitch when you did something to be called a bitch because you came for her for no goddamn reason multiple times. Um, But you were so comfortable talking down and and she know her like you was comfortable doing that, but you mad at the fact that she was comfortable calling you a bitch. Like I'm sorry, but I am a nigga. I have been a nigga all my life. Uh, and my friend, it to my friend and co-host too also is a nigga. Now Candace, now let let me just you know, when someone comes for you, isn't the natural reaction most people have? Is to defend. You take your head off your fucking shoulders. Yes. If you start it, I'm finish it. Yeah. Now, if I'm not now, bothering you, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. As the old saying goes, "Don't start none, won't, won't be, none. be none." So you started. That's it. Proverbs two, 
Verse 13. Hello. So you started it. Then when it was some because you started some and you didn't like the response, now you upset. Now you defensive. Now you want to fight. Now you don't disrespect me, but you was being disrespectful. See, not not see you see you see how there's a there's a disconnect right there, beloved. You were being then disrespectful. Then when called out on your shit at the pool, you couldn't even stand up in it. Oh well, I was just saying in general. No, you were specifically talking about Alexis because that's the same shit you've been saying about Alexis. Uh-huh. We, who dumb? Don't play in clearly, our face. Clearly, her. She think if she if she think. If she think we and Alexa's gonna go for that shit. Exactly. Uh, and you know what, friend, which let's tie it in together. You did all that shit talking, insinuating Colony was prostituting and shit with her clients and dating her clients, only for her client to show up at the pool with y'all, and you was acting like a weirdo, thirsty ass broad. Mm. That man looked uncomfortable as shit. Like, y'all wasn't even professional around her client, but you had so much to say. Mm. Girl, that's what I'm saying. It felt like, a, it, to me, it felt like with Tennille, it's a little bit of jealousy amongst the, the girls that's the biggest sellers. Because mm-hmm. Colony and Sophianne are the, are the best agents there. And ironically, you had all this smoke about what she does with her clients, only for her client to show up, and you act like you've never seen a man with a six-pack before. How'd that work? And he didn't look interested in you. He didn't look interested at all. He definitely was looking, he definitely was looking like, girl, like, are you okay? Like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. That's how that's how he was looking. I will say, I like I know we live in a, a a capitalist society, and at this point, you have no choice but to try to, you know, play in the game. But watching this show makes me realize how how awful people are with wealth. Mm. <laughs> like these houses that they be showing, nobody needs that much space. They don't. The houses they were showing to that black couple. Well, shout out to them. I do am very familiar with Miel Organics, Miel Organics or whatever. But um, y'all will not use a quarter of the amenities in that fucking house. Yeah. You do not need a house with nine bathrooms. (laughs) Nine. Nine, my nigga. Nine. You really don't, people, and and please feel free to say, well, if you had that kind of money, you do. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I people feel like always, extreme. I feel like ahead. extreme levels of wealth are one of the biggest problems with this country now. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't feel like four people need an eight bedroom house with nine bathrooms. I feel like even the upkeep on that much house is a waste of money. Cause even if you have, even if you don't use nine bathrooms, you're still going to have to keep nine bathrooms clean mm-hmm. and all kind of shit. So I, I, this show just shows me just how ugly capitalism is. The man yeah. even said, Oh, look at this kitchen that my wife will never cook in. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you but know. the houses are beautiful. They are beautiful. 
Yeah. Very I beautiful. Mean, yeah. And I mean, they have to be because, you know, you have to, you <laughs> tying it to your point for you have to sell capitalism. You literally have to sell capitalism. Yep. So they have to look good, even though, like you said, what the fuck are you going to do with nine goddamn bathrooms? <laughs> you got more bathrooms than bedrooms in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Let that sink in. No fun attending. <laughs> like that's it's that greed. Greed is a motherfucker. And I also want to say this might be a little bit off topic, but no matter what you do or how you where you go or what you do or what you play, people will naturally try to create class systems to d- be a distinction from the next person. And that's sad because that's just how we are raised to try to be better than some other subgroup of people. Meanwhile, typically you're not. Joanna finally told the girls that she's getting divorced. And like I knew they would be, they were sympathetic because divorce is hard. Even if it's amicable, divorce is hard. Because you're getting ready to start over again in a lot of ways. Yeah. So she did all that hiding and lying and the girls were very, very much supportive. Mm -hmm. Arguably more supportive than they probably should have been considering how much she carried on how much shit she talks about them mm-hmm. yep 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 mm-hmm. so also she's gonna have a hard time dating because i thought that guy she went on a date with was funny as shit like i because and what made me laugh was the sperm retention shit i thought that shit was hilarious because i mean <laughs> i know he was joking but it's funny because what was that one show wasn't it oh ready to love when a nigga was talking about yeah I practice sperm retention yes. instead of yes. instead of just saying yes. hey I'm celibate yes <laughs> he yes. seemed the the guy seemed to he seemed to have a good sense of humor he seemed to not like be trying to pressure her into anything he paid her plenty compliments you know he nice gave thing. her this he gave her the space to discuss herself and she was just being weird Hold like, oh, I don't, he not the one for me. You not even divorced yet, so shut up. Yeah. And she, she wasn't, and I don't think she was on, she, I don't, I don't remember her saying that she was going through a divorce. She did. So she definitely was starting off. She had no intentions on this date going any further. And I don't like when people waste people's time like that. If you're not interested, just say fucking no. You should have just told Sherelle, girl, no, hell no, no, I'm good. Yeah. So I feel like, especially you going through through the. I don't think dating right now is the best for her because clearly she has not gotten over the divorce, has not gone gotten over the previous uh, relationship slash marriage, and she just has a lot of baggage and trauma that she needs to get in therapy Pack to up. work out before she decides yeah. to try to date and see anybody, let alone you know one person or whatever. Absolutely. The end of the episode got it start got really spicy, and I'm looking forward to watching episode six because Rena, like the real bitch she is, sat down and told Sherelle, "Hey, I think I'm I'm I've been considering opening my own brokerage firm. I told some of the ladies about it. 
they were conflicted with me discussing it, um, telling them about it. So I'm telling you because I don't want to put them in a fucked up position. And in grand fashion, like the weirdo Sherelle is, I am annoyed that you would talk to my best agents. Oh, so? well. So you she... don't treat your best agents like they're your best agents. Hello? You let one of your not you let one one of your not so best agents insinuate one of your best agents was a fucking prostitute. Right. So spell so me with the, the dramatics. Spell me with the dramatics and performing. I, I typically reserve my opinions on the ladies on these shows because, uh, you know, you can like somebody and then they do some shit real quick to make you be like, oh, my God. Right. <sighs> um, But I'm I'm really a fan of Rena on this show. She's transparent. She's not being sneaky. She's not being dishonest. She's not bullshitting. She's like, hey, this is what this is what it is. And this is what it's going to be. Yeah, she a real nigga. Take it or leave it. And she really pretty. She is. She is. She, she, this she is a glowing. gorgeous cast of ladies. Let me say that. I, they get on my nerves, but this is really a gorgeous group of black women. Yes. I agree. Now, do I wish they would add a plus-size black women to the fold? Yes. Mm-hmm. You ain't gonna tell me it ain't no fat women selling real estate in Tampa. <laughs> is How many is... Is, is there only one season, the season that we're covering? Is it more? Yeah, this was like the first season, but I think it got picked up for another season. Okay, good, good, good. So also, uh, maybe we'll see. Yeah, hopefully they add some more people. Some diversity. Yeah. I hope Rena does decide to open her own brokerage firm. Agreed. That would be I cool. Think- I think she would be successful at it, uh, because unlike unlike Sherelle, it seems she has business acumen. Yeah. And professionally. Yeah, I agree. I also um did not care that this girl talking about y'all go ahead back. I'm staying. I got to see my man. You mean your woman beater? Yeah. Mm. 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 I said it. I said you stand to see a woman beater. Okay. Wasn't um one of the, the best moments of the sh- of the episode? Definitely was not. Yeah, it wasn't. But it was a good episode, and I'm looking forward to episode six. I haven't. We we're not watching the episodes all at once because you'll forget so much. And we we definitely want to track the episodes week uh, episode by episode, you know. So we haven't watched episode six yet. We'll be discussing that next week. Um, but let's get ready to close out the sh- the show with the real bigots of Salt Lake City. <laughs> I just I got to get some shit off my chest real quick. Go ahead. I am very confused how a bunch of 40 plus year old women who are reasonably wealthy and probably have wealth in the top 1% of the country cannot see through Jennifer Shaw's bullshit. Like I really had hoped that more than Meredith would call bullshit on Jen and her legal issues. 
the insinuation that Mary or Meredith are both powerful enough to have the Fed swoop in on this woman and like a year and some change because she pissed them off on a reality TV show and the Feds was like, that's all the information we need. <laughs> Shit, fuck it. Because Jeremy, do you remember that in the in the first season, nobody knew what the fuck Jen did? And still don't. Remember that? Nobody knew what this woman did for a living. They were all fucking confused about how she makes money. So mm. if everybody was com- confused and everybody was uninformed about how Jen Shaw was making money, how do y'all then go on to say that Mary or Meredith possibly tipped the federal government off about what Jen was doing? First of all, if you were doing nothing illegal, there's nothing to tip anybody off about. I'm just saying. If everything you're doing is on the up and up, why would somebody have a reason to call the feds on you? Uh, I um I know why they're going with this um ridiculous ass storyline or theory. Um, but it that doesn't mean that it's no less annoying. And the reason they're doing that is because legally they probably cannot truly discuss what Jen did, what she's accused of, what she's guilty of, because we know the bitch did it. Um like legally, I'm pretty sure they can't discuss it. So, but it's still a thing that's happening, right? Because, you know, we saw it in real time. So they have to come up with something. And I am extremely disappointed that the best ended, the best y'all could come up with in the writing room for this damn show is that Mary and Meredith somehow tipped the feds off to Jen shenanigans. We have been watching Bravo and the Housewives franchises for years now. We know when y'all are in y'all bag for writing these storylines and can come up with some shit. Y'all come up with some shit. All these years, and this is the best y'all have? Like, really? No, really? like, dead ass, this is the best y'all could do with this? And you are right, Jeremy. They probably can't go into all the specifics and the details of the show. But I feel like y'all could have at the very least said, Jen, not to be funny, but the feds don't just investigate people for no reason. And they damn sure don't indict you if they don't have enough evidence to nail you to the goddamn cross. Right. If the feds had investigated Jen Shah and they didn't have enough evidence or enough cause to indict her, her life would be as it was before this. Like literally, yeah. and I can, it, it just constantly bears repeating if they didn't have a reason to indict this woman, the feds, Homeland Security, and, and NYPD would not have showed up at this woman's fucking house in Salt Lake City, Utah. Yeah. So I just, the, the it's, fact it's, that y'all are playing oblivious and talking about, well, innocent until proven guilty, that's bullshit. And then trying to make it seem like Meredith and Mary have it out for her just because they looking at the facts. And Meredith said it. They wouldn't have come after her if they didn't have a reason to. Yeah. Y'all are, y'all are, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. And I'm also disappointed that as much, as much as y'all have talked about this, it's just not given very much. It's not. And like, and see, that's my, and see, that's my issue because 
it's again, it's very clear they can't really get into the meat and potatoes of it because it's a pending, it's an ongoing trial, it's an ongoing investigation, etc. Okay, I get that. Well, if that's the fucking case, change don't talk about the that. Don't talk about it at all and focus on other storylines. That like that's my issue because keep going with because with this very obvious and clear stupid shit of oh Mary and Meredith they chipped off the fair. Listen, I am black. Okay, I know good or fucking well informants exist <laughs> for the police and the feds and all that shit. Okay, I'm black. I'm not dumb. But nigga, not for this shit here. <laughs> not for this not shit even being here, funny, but, but if they're going to use a, an informant or they're going to put somebody undercover, it would more than likely have been one of her employees. Yeah. Like the dude, like old boy that got arrested too and like he going to uh, sing like a canary. Like, come on. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, Go, it's clear you can't talk about this shit for legal reasons. Okay, cool, whatever. Talk about other shit. Then give me some juice, give me some mess that I can care about because this shit here is dumb. It's I don't dumb. care about it. Like, for example, we could talk about how all of you motherfuckers is bigoted. Right. Y'all spent that whole episode trying to throw each other under the bus. And me and Jeremy were texting about this prior to recording, and he was saying how Meredith really don't hold Mary accountable. But the thing is, nobody on that show can hold the black woman accountable for racism except another person of color. And the only other two people of color are also bigoted. One who just got put on the Summer Jam screen for posting memes talking about if you comply, you won't die. Correct. Like, I get it, but the thing is, imagine a white woman trying to check you for being racist. The bitch... Nah, I, okay. Bitch, if you don't go on somewhere for beat your goddamn knees together and <laughs> knock them loose, as a, <laughs> black people can't be racist, first and foremost. Typically, we don't have the power to go with the prejudice to create racism. Now, is Mary prejudiced? Yes. Is Mary anti-black? Yes. Should these white women be trying to check her for it? No, they need to sit the fuck down because I know behind closed doors and off these cameras and shit, they too are probably very fucking racist. I guarantee you Heather clutch her purse if somebody black walk into that beauty lab. <laughs> nah, well, I got, yeah, I, got well, I, I got to slightly disagree with you that friend. Uh, because one, is it most likely that all of them are racist, bigoted, whatever? True. But we haven't seen that. But what we have seen is from Jenny, Mary, and also Jen. And I I get it, but I am also not one of the opinion that you can't call a spade a spade because of your identity. Like, for example, me. Like, do I get to, you know, performing and carrying on and puffing out my chest, you know, when I see women being misogynistic, sexist, et cetera? No. But I also call a thing a thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it don't have to be like, you know, Oh, you are, you know, suddenly the the white woman, social justice word, et cetera. So you could just be like, hey, that's fucked up, and I just can't rock with you on that shit. And the fact that they Meredith has not done that, that's what annoys me. Cause she ain't got to perform. She ain't got to turn in the goddamn sojourn the truth or whatever. She just be like, hey, that's fucked up, and I can't rock with you on that. And it'd be that. Yeah. But the fact that she won't do that, that is the annoying part to me. Yeah. I so I <laughs> I feel like, to be honest, none of those ladies really care about the 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 slurs and the the anti blackness and the anti other people of color shit. Um, 
I don't feel like they truly care, but I feel like, like you said, Jeremy, it's one of them things that is better than constantly talking about this gen shit. Yeah. Like, I would rather talk about the, you know, the prejudice things that these women are saying, both the white ones and the people of color, than to constantly be talking about this case that can't really be talked about. Yeah, I agree with that. Now, I absolutely agree that Meredith should be holding Mary accountable. I think everybody should be holding Mary accountable because if we being honest, Lisa and Jen was friends with Mary even after she was saying the shit she was saying. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until they got mad at her when they was like, well, she said, you know, that these niggas is niggas. <laughs> you know, no. Yeah. And then the whole Mexican thug comment, she, she, she didn't come out and say that until her back was up against the wall and she needed to deflect. Yeah. And I see, and that's what's like, that's meat we can actually talk about instead of this gen shit. And I, and we need to, because you're right. I hope, I hope that Jenny stays around just so she could get dragged next season. Yeah. I mean, now, see, now, because remember, remember the first, because remember, we found out about Mary anti black shit on the reunion, because remember, and and they asked her about that shit. So, which segue, Jones? Um, it has come to my attention. I don't know if my friend has seen this, but it's come to my attention um, that Mary will not be on the reunion. Yeah, she's not um, gonna be on the reunion. She's, so this she's, is the last she's, we're gonna a, see of Mary. Yeah, she's because she's from what I, the reports I've seen, she basically has quit. Um, her reasoning for not being on the reunion basically is like from her own words, she don't want to get beat up. <laughs> which <laughs> I'm sorry, that's funny. <laughs> But my thing is like, who who's gonna beat her up? Because it, to be honest, I, none of them I feel like Mary is. I, no, I feel like Mary is a terrible person. But everything, nothing she said about Jen was untrue. Yeah, and we've said that it's just you know Spider Man pointing to Spider Man, but it's and not. And I was untrue. just about to say we established last season that Mary and Jen were two two peas in a pod. Yeah. They are very much so alike, which is why they were very much so so close until the whole smell like hospital bullshit jumped off. They were they are very much alike. Yeah. So if you was riding around with Mary and she was talking about not stopping at 7-Eleven because she saw black people outside and you continue to be her friend, that's because y'all are birds of a feather. You too feel yep. that way about black people. And you yep. were glad to have a black friend who felt the way that you felt about her own people so you could have us breathe a sigh of relief when you say certain shit. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I, I have beat this drum repeatedly, but, again, these two motherfuckers were friends before this show. They were good friends before the show, the same way that Lisa and Meredith were friends before the show. Mm-hmm. The same way that Heather and Whitney were friends before the show because of the Mormon shit, and they knew each other through the Mormon circle. Right. Like y'all are y'all like that's the shit we can talk about. And I hope that Jeannie Jenny stays around her and them big ass gums and them loose ass teeth. And I hope she get dragged because if we're being honest, since because we talked about it last week about people using anti-Asian slurs and shit like that. But we're going to be very honest about how as a whole the Asian community views black people love our culture. They love our culture. Love it. They love it. They over there break dancing in in Japan right now. Popping, locking, and every fucking thing. Reusing our classic R&B songs, remaking them with K-pop and every fucking thing. 
but uh, but take your ass to a hair a beauty supply store and watch how they follow your black ass around that store As a whole, a lot of Asians are very anti-black. And this yeah. and Jenny ass ain't no different. Jeannie, she's yeah. no different. She's like anti-black. When she got put on the summer jam screen, I wasn't in shock. I was like, oh, another non- I wasn't another, surprised. I was, I was like, non- oh, look. An Asian doing what, an, what Asians do best when it comes to black people. Being anti-black and ignoring how, how we're brutalized in this country. Yeah. And like you said, and I, like, to, you know, and this is what I was saying earlier, like, I'm not like, like, for example, like, if Whitney pop up on the Summer Jam screen, you know, or if Heather pop on the sun, like, I won't be surprised. You know, I was just saying, like, we don't know. Is it pop most likely true? Yeah. I mean, because, you know, Absolutely. I mean, you, you know, we just haven't seen it yet. So I didn't want to, like, drag them. And we haven't seen, you know, the evidence and proof yet, like we have with Jenny Janine, you know, Jen and Mary and stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Now, I will say that, like, and I'm going to be honest, I have so little faith in non-Black people to not be racist towards Black people that even though Meredith has a son who could be potentially a part of the queer community, they probably still racist. You know, people love to separate their identity so that they could be prejudiced and racist, especially white people. So even if it even if it came out that Meredith says racist things, I still wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. To be honest, so, I'm not honestly speaking for myself, when anybody says anything racist or homophobic or misogynistic stuff. I, at this point, I'm not surprised when anybody holds those ideals about anything anymore, to be honest. I just be like, oh, well, another dumbass. Mm. Yep. Absolutely. I just, I don't know. I I expected more from this season. I didn't, if the season, if the focal point was going to be Jen and her legal issues, then y'all should have really gave it to us. But if it wasn't, and for legal reasons, it can't be discussed, y'all definitely should have steered the trajectory of this show in a different direction. Right. And also, I think it's very weird that uh, Jen starts yelling in Meredith's face, like, you got 10 boyfriends and probably eight girlfriends and blah, blah, blah. And blah. Okay, so what what would be the problem if two consenting adults decided they were going to have an open relationship? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with your friend. I'm gonna, I'm here to stand in truth and transparency. This is how I know ain't nobody on that show real, because the way Jen should have got beat the fuck up multiple times by now for getting in people's face, yelling, screaming, pointing her fingers in folks' face and stuff like that, like. Y'all pussy. I'm sorry. <laughs> like which, it, which brings me, which brings me to this one point I want to make. Segway Jones. Y'all did all of that hemming and fucking Han about Monique, and y'all allow these women to act like rabbit fucking dogs on these other shows as long as they're not black. Mm. Mm. Because what Jen did twice in two episodes, back to back, back to back was try to fight her castmates. Wasn't no statements released about being anti-violence, anti-threatening, anti-this, anti-that. Y'all have allowed that shit to go on and continue to go on. Yeah. 
She had just uh, was it this season or last season? Last season, last season when she li- like quite literally threatened to drown Whitney in a goddamn uh, jacuzzi. Yeah. When no when goddamn. she was pushing Heather. Yeah. In Vegas. Mm-hmm. I know, you know. So for sometimes it's good TV. I feel like the franchises of Real Housewives that we watch have not really been hitting the mark. But I just kind of feel like as long as you not black, you can be as ratchet and trifling as you want to be on these shows. Mm-hmm. See the asterisk with Portia trying to fight Dennis Mama. <laughs> and even nothing has been said about that so i feel like it's, it, you can you can be you can't you could can be black but you can't be too black and be hitting on people y'all do a lot of fucking him and han about being no violence but you know several times jen have provoked her her uh castmates and if she had been surrounded by some better bitches she would have got beat up When is the season finale? We got to be getting close. This was episode 17. Yeah. It's got to probably want to, because I don't think they're going to end, at least for the previews for tonight's episode. I, it doesn't look like final, you know, penultimate episode material. So I'll say maybe, maybe two more. Three at max, gotcha. but I don't think it's going to go past. I don't think it's going to go past like 19. Hmm. Yeah. And, honestly, and Jen, I'm not, I'm, you, Jen, oh, you are ugly. You <laughs> are ugly, bitch. You is ugly. You ugly on the inside, you ugly on the outside, and you a scammer. You a triple yuck. I think she got a nice body, but that face. That face. That face ugly. That spirit yeah. ugly nose ugly i know noses could be touchy but (laughs) (laughs) you ain't shit (laughs) and we done (laughs) yeah we'll be back next week y'all thank y'all for tuning in thank y'all for supporting if you're not please sign up for the patreon jeremy and i just dropped a super fire episode of ratchet reloaded which is the companion show to Ratchet Ramblings, where we're discussing love during lockup, Jocelyn's Cabaret Las Vegas, and growing up hip-hop. You don't want to miss it because all three of those shows are good. We just don't have no space on the regular feed. So $5 going to get you access to the latest show and all the shows before this one and other great shows on the Patreon. Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. It's income tax time. Spend the five. And we out. Peace.